Woof, woof, uh, woof, woof. Welcome to the non-chasers here for Sportsbet and, well, on the SEN track airwaves, as we do every Wednesday evening, 16th of June. Where would you rather be rather than just wrapping your ear holes around three boys talk uh, a little bit of greyhound turkey? I'm your host, Paddy Garshain. Kenny, Colette, Ardish, Horp, Scotland, you know the rest. Hello. How are you doing, laddie? Yeah, it's good to be here. We've got a big week of sports and, uh, of course, greyhounds getting the action as well, so... It's exciting yes. times here at Sportsbet. Very exciting. And before I do go to Shagalawa, uh, how'd you go last night, Royal Ascot? Did you find a few winners? Um, I actually stayed up for three races and I, I backed yep. two of them. Um, for any customers out there that uh, are staying up and watching Royal Ascot and they're not sure what to bet, my advice is always just back Oshin uh, Murphy. He's he's a very talented jockey. He got the second winner last night. I don't know how he got on for the rest of the car because I'm going to watch the replays. I don't know the results mm. for the rest of them, but... Um, yeah, you can't go too far wrong with Oshin Murphy. You can't. First race, well, another man you can't go wrong with is old Frankie Dottori. First race of the carnival, Palace Pier. $1.30. Uh, $1.30. Looked under a little bit of uh, stress at the couple of furlong market, but then he got the whip out and just said, get going, my son. Oh, I, I, and, I, I um, want to see my $1.30 shots win a lot easier than that. Uh, I know. Did you see the horse actually had like a little bit of a sort of stumble after the after the, after the the post? I've missed that. Just took a few, yeah. Just took a few dodgy steps, and he came back and said that oh, look, the horse is just a bit clumsy with its feet. It almost tripped over. <laughs> like, about fifty meters pass, like pass myself. the line. Yeah, um, takes one to know one. Um, well, we've just talked for about a minute and a half of Ascot. We've just given the, the, the Sportsbet Ascot uh, review. Um, need I say any more? Because Shagger Lower is saying, "Can you please introduce me, Shagger? How are you, my friend?" I'm very excited, actually. I'm pretty happy with uh, how the football went uh, on Monday. Mm, yeah, it was okay. a great send off for the great man Nathan yeah. Buckley. You well, were, you would have you've been watching that game, wouldn't you, Patty? I was, and it was Schaisenhausen. It was crap. So well done, Bucks. But uh, I just could, I just could have predicted that that was going to happen the whole time. Yeah, just, I, uh, I was pretty confident on the Pies getting up for him. Yeah, anyway. They were about so, five dollars uh, twenty two. Uh, okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Let's um let's get into some greyhound stuff and a little bit of tip off the top. We'll start with you, Shaggy. You seem to get your tail up, pies, rest. Yep. Give us your tip yeah. off the top. What do you got for us? Um race five at Ballarat tonight. Uh number eight, aptly named Made Me Blind. Um, that that went on Monday. Uh, <laughs> enjoyed a few beverages while uh, watching. Um, so yeah, made me blind in the in the pink. Um, look, he's gosh, she's got some outstanding early pace. She's got some fast times to her name. Um, in pretty good form lately. So I, th- I think from out there, she'll be able to muster up and get the victory over this lot. Um, a few handy dogs in this field, it must be said. But um, yeah, I think she'll get the better of them. Made me blind. Well named, Kenny. Um, Tip off the top. I'm going to Cranbourne, uh, race Ooh. six. I'm going for we're going for a big price here, Paddy. There, there's a dog here in box seven called Princess Lace. Um, it's won its last two starts from Cran- Cranbourne, one from box seven. Um, he, he's doing similar times to the rest of the field. It seems a fairly even race, so it's currently 16 bucks. And I, I'm just looking at that going like, I don't know why he's so much bigger than the rest of the field. So I'm going for uh, Race 6 Cranbourne, Box 7, Princess List. Would be a nice way to start your Wednesday evening. $16 winner and then just roll it into some Royal Ascot uh, from 11.30pm onwards tonight on the Australian Eastern Seaboard. Boys, big show. We've got Dave Gleeson, of course, breeder 
of champions such as Shima Shine, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm looking forward to having a little bit of a, a yak to him after the first ad break. That'd be good. But Kenny, just uh, in the news that's been great Greyhound stuff, how's the English derby going over there? We're into what, week two? Now uh, proceedings? We're in, we're going into week two is just over. We're heading into the third round. Um, Are I, you still alive? The machine's still in there. Um, oh. Like he, he'll, he should go on for another few rounds. I'm, I'm losing confidence just because the front runners are running away with this, um, which usually usually English UK tracks, like it's the, the front runners don't win as often as here in Australia, but it looks to be happening at Toachester. So there's a few dogs at the front of the market, like Native Maestro, Dear Jet, Sydney, um, Highlight Arkle are starting to look um, look like the big chances here. So uh, if you're doing some form, look at it look at it like Australian races, just been doing that map and backing the dogs that are going to hit the front. What is your tip paying still? Oh, he's 20, 20, 26 bucks. So uh, he hasn't moved that much from 34. Uh, that's all right. He's traveling all right, but just we need, he needs a bit of box manners. So hopefully he can start yeah. pinging. Well, you got to be in it to win it, and he is still in the thing. Gentlemen, I saw in the news midweek, it's not a greyhound, but a Kelpie was sold for $35,000. Um, That's Mr. Speaker yeah. money. <laughs> a bit of a sovereign dance about a, a dog being sold for a lot of money. A I mean, Kelpie. Champion, grey, champion greyhounds get sold for a little bit more than that, wouldn't They're they? They're very clever. A kelpie, you just say, this, excuse, this kelpie. Me, excuse me for being a miscarried foreign, but a kelpie is like a, it's an Australian sheepdog, yeah? Yeah, yeah, sheepdog. It's called Hoover. Um, very smart, regally bred dog, so they say. And uh, That's your nickname, let's isn't just it, say, Hoover? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's just say it's, um, let's just say it's, uh, it's manners and, and etiquette and uh, hype reel of the dog uh, was too good to say no to. So one farmer in... Western Victoria just decided to to splash thirty five gorillas out on this dog, um, so yeah, it'd be good to see if, if old Hoover's got any speed, any box manners out of the out of the meadows. But alas, um, he must have been running uh, his uh, own version of fast box to get that kind of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of fast box, haven't haven't you got the um, you got the leaderboard for us this week for fast fast box? Yeah, I was meant yeah. to say five dollar dog. I do have a leaderboard oh. for fast box this week. I do. Well, we'll get it. We we will get into it a little bit later. Um, let's get into some prize money. Oh, prize money has that doggy one in the window. <laughs> the one with the waggly tail. Okay, um, a little bit of a slightly. Well, it's not different. It's the game's still the same, but the the theme amongst these three dogs. Um, is champion size. Okay, so how well do you know your champion size prize money? Music up in the background. Uh, hold on, so we're going yeah. for like prize money that dog earned or how much? That they won on the track. Okay, yeah. Okay, sorry, I should clarify. Music up. Dog number one, Cosmic Rumble. Chaga. 300,000. Kenny. Uh, I have actually no idea. I'll go 350,000 and hope the Chagger's close enough. 321,000. Ah, sick. 325. Chagger gets it by head pop. One little Chagger. Dog two. Diana, double one. Kenny. Um, he, I, he's one of the top earners of all time. I'll go for one point. 
Two million. Shagger. Yeah, one point one million. Ah, he's right. One point one six million. So Kenny oh, gets it oh, just, oh. and it's Ooh. one all. Dog number three, champion size, Fabregas. Shagger. I'll go 250,000. Kenny. Yeah, I don't think he's got that much prize money. Um, I'll go for. I said Shagger's not too far off. I'll go for 200,000. What, what were you again, Shagger? 250. Kenny wins 121,505. Runs over the top of him in how much prize money. Very, very good. Let's go straight into horror calls. Now, this week on Horror Calls, I've changed tack a little bit differently. Um, I was looking, I was scouring the internet on YouTube for, uh, I'd been tipped off that there were some Horror Calls in Mexico, namely Caliente Raceway in Tijuana. So for those geographically playing, that's just under the border across from San Diego there on the west coast of the United States of America and obviously Mexico for Tijuana. Um, and I came across this advertisement um, from the from the early 90s, and it's actually asking Americans to come down and bet at the Mexican track and uh, have some fun and uh, try and win their money. Listen to this advertisement from the early 90s from uh, Caliente Tijuana Raceway. Well, it's fast, fun and easy, break away to the track. It's now easier than ever to enjoy year-round thoroughbred and greyhound racing at Caliente. Take our free Tijuana taxis from the border to the track and back. Drive to the border and walk across. Your free taxi is waiting to take you to the fun at Caliente. Come south to Caliente, the fun is really back. I just can't believe that uh, how times have changed. Now they've slapped up a big wall in between <laughs> these two places, but only 15 years ago, they were just saying, hey, get on the bus, come down and walk down to the track and uh, come and have some fun. Only 15, was that 15, only 15 years ago that happened? Well, early 90s, sorry, I'm massive bit wrong, 20 years ago. <laughs> but now, <they're, laughs> now they've slapped up a wall. But uh, only that time ago, they were saying, yeah, get on a bus, come down, come to the uh, Mexican Grays, have the night of your life. You're guaranteed to win just about. Uh, it looked great, like they were having a great old time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've been to Tijuana, and um, that was not my experience. At, um, <laughs> You've been? Uh, that, that, that ad looked like a really family-friendly environment, <laughs> and um, I can assure you, uh, <laughs> from my day in Tijuana, <laughs> uh, hang, hang on. So not a family you, atmosphere. Surely you went to the world-famous Caliente Raceway if you went to Tijuana. I, no, I did not. I was advised actually. We we got there. I was, I was with a big group, and we got dropped behind a shop um, that was sort of led into the main street of uh, mm. Tijuana, and uh, we were told go through the back entrance of this shop, come out onto the main street, walk down the street, cross the road, and come back, and uh, do not turn left or right at any point. And at every T intersection, I, I did look left and right. Never once was I tempted to go down any of those streets. Jesus. Um, yeah, it, it was an, an interesting place. 
Yeah. We've opened a can of worms, well. I, I had yeah. some interesting encounters with locals too. Mm. Jesus, all right. This podcast taking a real just, <laughs> what's a turn for it. Is there a few offspring yeah. around Mexico or what's going on there? The people posing as police and all sorts of people that, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd say, wow. I'd say, I'd say, no wonder uh, Trump built that wall. He didn't want people uh, not going to his casinos. <laughs> <laughs> well, I still think that uh, the way that this place sold me, I've got to get there at one point. You know, they race there about five times a week at this Caliente Raceway. Oh, five times Look, a day. <laughs> oh, pretty much. They do they do morning meetings and night meetings at this place. It's just like they're just cramming out the races. Anyway, I'll, that's, I'll uh, they're looking after those hands. No, well, I'm. From all I hear that they are, so um, Caliente is uh, Mexican Greyhound Racing, if you've just joined. Um, that's what we're talking about. $5 dog. Five. Whoa, five. Five dollar dog. Whoa. Okay, five dollar dog. Shag, I got us back on the straight and narrow this week. Uh, Pete Riley even texted in saying what an honour it is to handle <laughs> the five dollar dog selection. It was carry on Liam. <laughs> And it won like this on Thursday night. Racing. Carry on Liam came out nicely. The insides vying for the lead. Zipping Annabelle trying to go with it, but Carry on Liam's the front runner by about two lengths with a lap to go. Zipping Annabelle goes up to second. Third on the inside was Zipping Clifford. A bit deeper on the track was Nicky Foros. Then for the back was so predictable and well back was joyful, but down the back, Carry on Liam is carrying on in front. It's doing it well. About three lengths in front. Zipping Annabelle in second. Around the outside, Zipping Clifford. And then for the back, so predictable, but up around the corner, Carry on Liam still about two lengths in front. Zipping Annabelle won't go away. Carry on Liam clear. Carry on Liam wins it. About two lengths either Zipping Clifford or Zipping Annabelle for the minor. Well done, Shagalower. Very good. Uh, that takes the like, the kitty to $12.50. Uh, it jumped at six to four. Uh, so $5 on wins us $12.50. You got any thoughts about that or was it just uh, as expected when you step up to the plate with the $5 in your hand? Oh, well, the, the previous time uh, with a dog out of box mm. one, we're, we're all in. Mm. Um, he, he pulled a toenail out during the run. Um, so, uh, Great so, uh, yeah, just at least he got around unscathed and was able to get the win. So, yeah, you never know. But we're happy. Good. Shaq, I mean, Kenny, baton pass to you, $12.50. What do you got? Um, I'm going to go to race three at the Meadows uh, Thursday night. Um, I'm going to go for a dog. This dog caught my eye. I was, I was out in Sandown one Sunday afternoon having a few cups of tea and watching the Greyhound racing. Um, and the breeding caught my eye. Uh, this bitch is out of Aeroplane Lady and an Irish dog called Droopy's Jet. Um, it's not something we, we've seen it before with dogs like Premier Fantasy and stuff, but Australia's not investing enough in, a, in some uh, Irish stud dogs. And it, it's good to see that the dailies are. Um, because I feel like sometimes you just go, off oh, Fernando Bale or Barcia Bale. I mean, there are more options out there. Um, Droopy's Jet is a top sire in Ireland. Now, this dog's running on okay. Um, a few races back, I was in box one uh, at the Meadows and clock 29.83. Returns to the Meadows here, gets box one again. Um, has decent early pace. And if it can do anything like that time, it should win this race. Um, I think it's currently around $1.90. We'll have to have a look. It's Indy, like it. Indy Matilla, daughter of the plenty. Drippies Jet. Yep, Indy Matilda, Andrew Daly, train, two-year-old bitch by Drippies Jet, $1.85. It's on $12.50 
on that doggy, and of course, race four at the Meadows on Thursday night. Race three, race three, three is one. it not? Race three. No, race, race four. Could be an entree into the race four, number one. <laughs> fast bucks. Fast bucks. Fast bucks, fast bucks, fast bucks. Okay, Kenny, um, can you give us a bit of a scoreboard update for fast bucks, please? So just 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 the way it works, to remind uh, our listeners, it's a $10 level stake on the Vic Tote. Um, yep. We've had 188 races so far. In uh, last place is Mr. Andrew Gunner, who's Mr. Load of Nights, is on minus $176. In second place is myself on minus $79. But way in the lead, and I just think about this, is 188 races. You have to bet on everyone, and you don't get your first choice on everyone. Shagger is a mile in front on 326 smackers. Well done, Shagger. Let's go into some nice percentages there, mate, on ROI. Um, let's see if you can hold it uh, together this race day. Where are we going? Uh, I'll, let you, I'll let Shagger decide. Well, Surely Bendigo I reckon, Friday. I reckon we go Bendigo. We've got 12 feature yeah. race finals. Um, yeah. Huge night. Pink but Diamond. Breeders, breeders, owners and trainers, yeah. Mm. It's Fairyland for uh, for them on Wednesday, on Friday night at Bendigo. Uh, and let's go with our fast bucks there. Music up, please. Race one, Shagger. Off and gone. Kenny. Ah, more Ponga Gris. Race two, Kenny. Uh, Fernando's Quest. Shagger. Untapped Ability. Race three, Shagger. Mm, uh, rebellious. Kenny. Masked Avenger. Race four, Kenny. Uh, Major Sacrifice. Shagger. Royal Deed. Race five, Shagger. Uh, oh, gee. Uh, Fernando, Ferdinand Boy. Kenny. Aussie Secret. Race six, Kenny. Five star. Shagger. Whatever I say. What did you say? <laughs> What's <laughs> the name of <laughs> Nah, I'm joking. Race seven, Kenny. Uh, Kablans. Um, Shagger. Uh, Aston Fastnet. Race eight, Shagger. Aston Ruby. <laughs> Kenny. Uh, I'll have to go shimmer shine. Race nine, Shagger. Sweet Petite. Kenny. Mapunga Gertie. Race 10, Kenny. Uh, Speed Star. Shagger. Lance Link. Race 11, Shagger. Uh, um, King of All. Kenny. Ask for more. Race 12, Kenny. Uh, or did me a favor last week, Roxy Yusuki. Shagger. Aston Resort. Very, very, very good. Let's take a break here on the non-chases. After the break, we've got our man, David Gleeson. We're going to talk a little bit of breeding. I'm going to let you guys really ask the hard-hitting questions. Um, we'll speak to him after the break. Stay with us on the non-chases. <coughs> Welcome back to the non-chases here on SEN Track for Sportsbet. We've got a little treat. I mean, Shagger is very, very good at going out and getting a phone number, but someone who's better than him at that is his old man. And his old man was able to tee up Dave Gleeson, who is a member of the Dave Robbs Syndicate, and he has bred some absolute champions of the Greyhound circuit, none other better than the Shimmer Shine, Shimmer Classic, and the rest. Dave Gleeson, welcome to the Non-Chasers, mate. Yeah, good morning, guys. Welcome to how, be here. How many Shimmer dogs have you bred? Oh. <laughs> oh, well, how long is a piece of string? But probably um, 
with the current lot, we're up to our fourth litter. Uh, and they are, they are all shimmer dogs, you know. Uh, we've got some babies on the ground that are only two weeks old. So, um, yeah, and all of the other ones. Uh, we've had about a 95% success rate with them. So that means that not only do we breed them, uh, we rear them and we break them in, do it all at home, all down at Bob's Place, down at Cooyarup. And uh, we don't take them to dailies until they're about 16 months old. And uh, then the story tells itself. But we're, um, we've been very lucky that every dog we've bred virtually has got to the track, probably only one that didn't. Fantastic. And um, you, me you mentioned the dailies. Uh, how long has the owner-trainer relationship been uh, going there, Dave? Probably about 10 years or 10 or 11 years. Uh, and you've been involved in the game much longer than that, haven't you? And, oh, yeah. Uh, and what, how, how, is it, how did it evolve over the years? Well, probably I started out as a very young person. You know, I was only about 18 or 19 when I got a dog because I got sick of riding the bike. I had a crook knee from trying to play football. And, uh, you know, the cure was under the knife or it was just physio time and all of that sort of stuff. Because when you did a cartilage back in the 60s, you know, you were off the scene for six months in plaster and on crutches. So I didn't go down that pathway. I did on the road, the bike and all that sort of thing. And then I got sick of riding the bike and then I was walking and trying to half jog and that, and that became boring. So I found myself a dog. And uh, oh, nice. the reason that I got cracking, you know, started off with one dog, became two, became four, and so on. So way back in the early days of Shepparton, I, I bred my first litter of dogs. And um, I think that they were born about 1971, and they were Milam Simby Wertherlet. And Wertherlet was a, well, Milam Semby was a Melbourne Cup winner and uh, Wertherlet was a very good stayer around Sandown and Olympic Park. And uh, I used to, when they first started off, I trundled up to Shepparton. Shepparton was a very, very brand new track. I think we arrived there only at the second meeting and won a double on the night. So, and there was 50 bookmakers at uh, Shepparton at that time, which was, unbelievable you know the crowd everyone in Shepparton was there I guess and the surrounding areas so beautiful no, from has got sucked in as well <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely would have been a few from my family down that way uh at that time um obviously look at the at the moment um you've got a, a few that are absolutely flying um Bendigo this Friday, we've already touched on um, the Pink Diamond series uh, culminating at Bendigo. You've got Shimmer Classic and Shimmer Shine engaged um, in a couple of the finals there. Um, have you scanned through your opposition there and, and how do you see your chances Friday night with those two? Well, um, if, they, if they jump, if they come out clean, they can both win without a doubt. Um, in the case of... Uh, uh, the sprint event, you know, the 425, it's not like it's better than sort of those shorter course ones that are 380s and 400s where they start basically, you know, very short, sharp run and then you're on the turn. 
And those sort of races generally, um, you know, have a lot of interference and that in them. And in the case of uh, Bendigo, Bendigo is actually a good run to the first corner on the 425-metre side. So, I mean, I know I know the way the draw is. Box draws determine races in a lot of cases, but I'd rather be near the fence than near the outside in a speed event where there's so much pace, you know, it's unbelievable mm. amount of pace. Yeah. But if Shimmer Classic lands on her feet, they won't see which way she goes. They'll only see the back of her. She's, <laughs> she's absolutely scintillating with her speed. Yeah, when she nails that start, she's right. incredible, isn't she? Yeah, well, um, you know, in the mud and the slop at Ballarat last week, she ran incredible time, and yet she didn't fly the lids, but she did fly once she got on the ground. And Shimmer Shine, Dave, I've just had, had a look here. 60 starts, 35 wins. He started in double-figure odds once, and in, in 56 other starts he's been sub $5. That's one of the most amazing SP profiles I've ever seen. Is he the favourite son, the favourite dog you've ever bred? Without a doubt. He's a, a most fantastic dog. He's as quiet as a mouse. Put him in the car and you don't even see where he is because one time I had to take him down to the vet at Cranbourne uh, via dailies, you know. Uh, they wanted me to get him checked on a certain area and uh, luckily we did and we clicked him and got him back into – his back was out and we got it right. Uh, George Daly is amazing how he takes care of the mechanical side of all of the dogs at Daly's. And especially ours, he has a special affinity with them because he always wants to buy a couple of them. Uh, we, we duly sell him and he's been using the bitches especially to breed on with, uh, with quite a lot of success up till now. And I uh, expect that to just keep going, just keep rolling on. But Shimmer Shine, he, he's, just, uh, he's just a magic dog. There's no doubt about it, you know, uh, he just sometimes can get a little bit overawed at the start where he can, you know, sort of come out slow or skid over or do something a bit stupid, but it's only his endeavour to get going. But if he gets out clean on uh, Friday night, I expect that they will see how quick he can really go. All over Red Rover. Have you, have you sold any that you regret selling that have come on to be absolute stars? I never regret selling any, you know, because people who do, I, I'm general, generally pretty um, uh, selective, Bob and I, we're selective who we might sell them to because we want to ensure that they get read properly and get taken care of properly and all that. Probably the best dog we've sold is Shimmer Breeze. And, uh, you know, Tim Aloisi and... Uh, his buddies over there in Adelaide, they bought three of them off us and we, were, we sold them and, uh, you know, we wished them well. And they had bought a couple previously, which they'd had success with, but Shimmer Breeze, oh, she was a little cracker and she's got a litter of babies on the ground now. So hopefully uh, the, the line keeps going and that uh, Tim Aloisi and his mates uh, get the benefit out of what they've bred out of her. Um, Dave, on a, just on the subject of being selective, so like um, obviously these, these dogs are out of Shima Song. You've taken her to Barcia Beal, Maponga Blizzard, uh, Bernardo. Um, w when you're deciding on a sire, what, how do you weigh things up? Do you look at 
the actual dogs uh, times it's run or do you look at the the progeny that's already on the track or are you looking at dam lines like which which would you rank the highest when you're looking at these things without a doubt the dam lines you know because in the case of Shimmer Song and her mother Shimaguni and her mother Messines, and and you can just go back to 1964, and in uh, that's as far back as I could go. But every uh, every from dam to dam to dam and so on, all the way right up as far as Shimmer Song, they've just kept producing good class dogs, and it just didn't end there. The branches spewed out sideways and they picked up lots of others, you know, um, that have been highly successful dogs. And uh, without a doubt, you know, the same with a sire, you know, I don't like to be looking at a sire who is a one-off sire a la his family tree and his brothers, you know, the litter he's out of. See, Bernardo is an example, you know, like his litter was a fantastic litter. There's some fantastic dogs in that particular litter and previous litter from the dam line that he's been out of, you know. So I just put everything on the dam line and uh, I can only say at this stage uh, um, the success has come to us via that method. If there was a, and if there was any uh, bitches in the country that are racing at the minute that you could have in your kennel for breeding, which one would you choose? Oh, that's a very interesting question, but I'd probably like Quara Bale yeah. and uh, I'd probably like uh, Black Opium and, uh, you know, I'd probably have to do a bit of study, but at this stage I'm probably very happy to stay down the line that we've been travelling. Because yeah, it's, that's it's been pretty there. good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and on the sire side of things, are there any... Uh, sires out there at the moment that you haven't been to that you're eyeing off and you'd like to cross with one of your breeding bitches? Uh, yeah, well, probably the trouble, the problem that you're faced with, uh, Shannon, is that uh, a lot of these dogs are be either by Fernando Bale or by Barsha Bale, and uh, mm. that limits the situation. I'm okay with Shimmer Song. I can go down the pathway of uh, dogs of by Fernando Bale. But um, without using him himself, uh, but it just uh, just Barsha Bale has been such a prominent sire, uh, and it, there's more to a sire than just saying, "Oh, yeah, he's got a lot of good winners." Jeez, they're going good. Um, the only way, really, I also um, believe in is the physical size of the sires, how how tall they are, how long they are. And if you look at the Barsha Bale progeny, they're tall and they're long. And that I've got, I've got another litter that are 17 months old that are by Barsha Bale out of Shimmer Song. So I went Barsha Bale once, Mapunga Blazer second, Barsha Bale third, and Bernardo fourth. Right. So um, those particular dogs. I've only got one dog in the litter. Uh, he's a magnificent-looking specimen, and he moves like grease lightning. <laughs> and I've got a um, – there's a bitch in the litter too. Oh, she's an absolute cracker. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm looking forward to them. But the, the bitches, the three bitches, the whole lot of them are over 30 kilos, you know, 30.5, maybe 31 kilos. 
So you've got a lot going for you when you've got physical size and speed in the leagues. Um, just just on the, the, the general like breeding at the minute, it is kind of saturated with Fernando Beals and Bercia Beals. I've seen the dailies. Um, they have a dog out tomorrow night called Indy Matilda. They've gone to an Irish sire called Droopy's Jet. Um, have you ever looked further afield and looked into actually maybe getting a few Irish dog straws over? Oh, sure. Yeah, you know, uh, Droopy's Buick is one, isn't it? Is that yeah, the one yeah, you- yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Droopy's Jet's the one tomorrow night, but Droopy's Buick was one as well. Um, there's, yeah. a, there's a few of those Droopies around. I think the American size have been very good too. You know, it's obvious KC and all has, um, uh, the cream comes to the top, doesn't mm. it? And yeah. uh, a lot of the American size, basically, they've got, they're, they're Irish size to begin with, you know, because they develop their, um, their lines of breeding from the Irish, you know, and as a result, you know, uh, they've got what they've got because in, uh, in uh, America, if you haven't had 100 starts, they don't want to go to you as a sire. Thank you. Go. <laughs> fascinating, fascinating stuff, Dave. Now we we really appreciate you you coming on to the non chasers, and we hope that the uh, the proven recipe you've got going can um, can prove successful for for many many years to come, Matt. So appreciate you joining us on the non chasers, Dave Gleason. Thanks very much, guys. Cheers, Dave. Good on you, Dave. Thank you. Oh, cheers, Dave. We'll take a quick break here on the non chasers, and we'll be back with plenty more after this. Welcome back to the non-chasers here on SEN Track for Sportsbet. Just heard from Dave Gleeson there, fascinating insight into the, the life of a breeder and it goes to show when you have a pretty bloody handy one, it's uh, it's a very, very enjoyable caper. He did say off air as well, he wanted to thank his partner, Bob Cummings, as of course part of the Dave Rob um, syndicate, which owns a lot of these dogs. So, Bob, there's your little congratulations from us that your old mate Dave wasn't able to squeeze in live on the interview, but... Moving on to the important stuff, and let's do a little bit of this. Let's shag. Well, I've got an idea. Why don't we shag? All right. Well, uh, Meadows is actually uh, taking the Thursday night uh, Metro slot this week. Um, And look, I'll I'll just go through pretty quickly. Uh, First tip for the night is race three, number one, as Kenny mentioned, Indy Matilda, beautifully drawn to win here. yeah, she's, she's a handy one on the up with a good PB at the Meadows and fancy her chances there. So race three, number one, Indy Matilda. Yeah, baby. <laughs> and then moving on to race four, number three, Jarek Bale uh, re- has recently stepped up to the 600s and is flying. Um, so I like his chances to win this race. Excuse um, me. A couple, <clears throat> couple of handy ones drawn <laughs> to the inside. Uh, the uh, Million Dollar Chase finalist, of course, Shadow Mist and Mr. Speaker drawn in the red. Um, I, 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 I actually do really like the, the inside too, um, to be up there challenging. Um, look, I, I don't think either of them are going to catch Jarek Bale if he gets around clean. Um, so maybe a same race multi if you if you want to chuck in Jarek Bale for a win and perhaps Mr. Speaker and Shadow Mr. both run a top oh, four. Maybe, maybe um, put Mr. Speaker oh, in for a top eight. Oh, <laughs> There's only seven dogs, Kenny. I reckon we could be a bit more generous than that. Um, yeah, the Speaker. Uh, Come on. Um, a, a really interesting race, um, race six. Um, we've got Providence Bale, um, who's just been in unbelievable form of late. Um drawn in box one, but up against Tigalong Tonk, uh, I reckon those two run the Quinella there. So um, 
race six, number one, Providence Bale, and number six, Tigalong Tong. Yeah, it went down fun. last week, the Tonk, at dollar twenty. Yeah, it just goes to show, um, you know, if you don't nail that start, um, yeah, can uh, can be all over. Yeah, he only mm. he only did a five twenty eight to the first peg, and um, you know when you're up against something as good as Providence Bale, who um, is aiming for his eighth consecutive win, um, yeah, you got to do things right. So um, fancy those two to run the Quinella again. Yeah, um, and then yeah. race eleven, number five, <laughs> substantial. Um, Look, this is a very handy up-and-comer uh, for Anthony as a party. Uh, very good dog drawn inside him in Green Blazer. Will be a bit of a challenger there, but I think um, I think he'll have enough early toe substantial to uh, find the lead early and get the win. Yeah, mate. Substantial amount 11, of early number toe. Five, substantial, yes. Yeah, su- yes, substantial you amount of should have said it, Shaggy. Very good, very good. Oh, no, I was setting, setting him up for you to knock him down. Good, and I'm glad you've given the speaker a smidgen of hope. Um, let's yeah. hope he can uh, produce tomorrow night. Uh, he, he is firing, though. I take it on good, uh, on good mail that he's he is. Uh, up and Well, let's hope. Yep. Uh, let's jump on a plane and head west. Invest in the West. Right, we're not going west yet. We're heading up to uh, Grafton. Grafton is back after uh, they've been running. track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, I think uh, there's been no racing there for uh, eight months or something. Um, so I thought I'd give them a shout, shout out. Welcome back, Grafton. Um, I'm heading to race six. Um, I like box one here, deck 52. Um, one, the, one last week from box six, moves into the cherry here. Looks looks a very hot dog in this race. Will be a short price, so I'm going to go for a same race multi. Box one, deck 52 to win. And box seven, Shinjuku top, or Shinjuku top. Four, sorry. So it's a <laughs> box one deck, 52 to win, and Shinjuku top four. Then we're going to head off to Richmond, race three, Friday night again. Um, going to have a very speculative bet here. Uh, box six, zipping Alabama, might have a bit of potential. It's only its third start. Um, has a brawler called Zippin' Conway. It's won four from four from at Bolle. And another brawler called Zippin' Ontario, who's clocked 29.80 at Oente. Um So he hasn't shown it yet, but there could be potential there. Box five is vacant. Box four wants the real. Box seven puts less effort into coming out of the traps than Paddy does into his podcast. So I think he's well mapped <laughs> here. So let's uh, Richmond wrist three Friday night. We're going for box six zipping Alabama, and then we're going to stick with Friday night. But we're heading now south to Bendigo. Um, I give a shout out to Cass's belly. Won well on his uh, Victorian debut last week, but we're not going for him here. I'm going for a each way bet here on box four, whatever I say. Um, showing blister and early pace. He's going to have the likes of five star breathing down his neck, but he's going to be in front, so looks a decent enough each way bet. And then I'll finish off with Cannington Saturday. Uh, race four, Jackson County steps up to 600 after winning the Winter Derby last week. If he can show the early toe he showed last week, he's got zero paces in box and was inside in box two and three. Um, he can win this race, and then I'll finish off with race five. Uh, West on Mia loves the cherry. She gets it here. Tough race, but has the rails. So I'm going to finish off uh, Cannington Saturday, race five, West on Mia. It's very, very efficient, efficient um, work from you boys investing in the West. And let's shag. Let's take a little break here. We'll come back to wrap it all up with our favourite segments, bit of dog food, show me the money and the multi. Of course, last week we weren't able to – we had to pull the multi down because – 
dog got scratched and then our replacement dog got scratched again. So um, we didn't pull it away from you. It just had to get pulled down for that reason, but we'll be firing back up with another one this week. Back with more on Chasers after the break. Welcome back to the Nod Chasers here on SEN Track for Sports Bet. And it's time to wrap it all up as we hit the stretch um, here with a little bit of dog food. Ah, chum is so chumpy, you get carved. So good, so tasty. Um, it's such a great segment. Um, dog food this week. The theme is Royal Ascot, of course, over in England at the moment. Can we test our buzzers, please, Kenny? Shimmer. Okay, Shaga. Royal. Okay, uh, music up in the background. Number one, Royal Ascot. Shimmer. Royal. Shimmer. That's a term. No, it's a dog. There was a dog in 2007 called Royal Ascot. Negative one to you. Question two, undulating. Shimmer. Royal. Shimmer, that's you. It's a dog. Incorrect. It's a term. Undulating surface at Royal Ascot. You're on negative two. <laughs> You've stated the boxes. Question three. Queen's hat. Shimmer. Royal. That's royal. That's a dog. No, no, no. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't. Yeah. It was, he's jumped the gun. It's Shagger's turn. What is it, Shagger? Term. Correct. Ah, I was trying to throw him off. One, <laughs> one, to, one to negative two. I thought if we'd confidently say dog, you'd just follow me in. <laughs> Question four. Black caviar. Shimmer. Royal. Shimmer. Isn't that a horse? Yes, it is a horse. So it's a term? No. There's also a name of a dog. Jeez, I've had a mare is that, here. Is that, <laughs> is, that a, is that a travesty or what? You can't be doing that. Uh, negative three to you. <laughs> wow, you are having, you are striking out hard here. I'll see you later. All right. <laughs> Luckily, this question's worth five points. Question five, top, top hat. Royal. 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 Dog. Correct. Bang. Well done. 10 mil shagger. Pro, <laughs> profoundly won there, shagger. That's the biggest stumping in dog food ever. Boys, show me the money. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Uh, I'm going to kick us off, boys, and it's just absolutely remiss of me not to have a crack at my boy. Race four, number one, Mr. Speaker. It's $7. And that's shagger. at the Meadows tomorrow night. Um, yep. I'll go Friday night, Bendigo. I want to mention earlier, wrist six, box four, whatever I say, at ten bucks. Shaga? Uh, race one, the Meadows on Thursday, number four, Elephant. Elephant. Six bucks at the moment. Great name for a dog. <laughs> Let's hope it's a bit faster than an elephant. Uh, the multi, <laughs> of course, didn't get to do it last week because our dogs got scratched. They won't this week. Um, I'm chucking in a race two, number one, Paddy Wants Pats. Shaga? Nice. Um, I'll go race six at the Meadows Thursday. Number one, Providence Bale. Kenny? Uh, I like Dave's confidence earlier, so I'm going to put up the third and fourth selections. Uh, Bendigo Friday, race five, Shimmer Classic, and race eight, box one, Shimmer Shine. Oh, and what's our price? Shagger. He's our... Any three to place, $2.50. Oi, oi. Oh, six to four in the old. Beautiful stuff. That's it, boys. Great episode. Dave Gleason was a ripper. Plenty of uh, good oil there to go to into your Thursday, Friday, Saturday greyhounds. That's all. Like, listen, subscribe, and uh, we'll see you next time. But most importantly, just gamble responsibly. Hey, root. Hey, root. Bye, bye. See ya.